welcome, welcome. My name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And welcome to another episode of A&B Sports Media, the podcast. We uh, This is the first one with a new mixer. and I'm Thank actually, God. I'm actually really excited about it. Um, yes, we are uh, going to mix things. We are going to mix things. So it actually gives us capability for... Um, uh, some call-ins, some FaceTime. So if anyone out there... All six of you. All six of you Maybe growing and, and, and supportive want to ever FaceTime or, or talk to us, we now have this capability. Does it mean we know how to use it? No. But we're going to learn. Of course we are. Um, yeah, I'm going to make AJ learn. If, uh, yeah, it's pretty much just me. Bill's just... I'm the money. Uh, I throw money at problems. He, he's, a, he's a solid half of it, too. So you know what, Bull? We'll move on from this. We got a, a, a pretty decent one because I'm excited yes, me to too. talk about how the Celtics lost. That they did. Boston, they <laughs> Boston is, is uh, Boston's in flames. Yeah, they just had the Bruins who had the literal best, oh, that's best right. season I about that. in NHL history. And they were up the series 3-1 and they lost. They choked. They, they choked. And all of Boston was upset, but they were like, you know what? At least we'll get an easy opponent in the Sixers, and the very first game, the Sixers came in without Embiid and Harden, who is an ice-cold motherfucker. 119-115 to for Philadelphia. Philadelphia takes game one. This is the first game I actually watched, like, fully. It was actually a really fun game. It is. It was was a a very, very fun game to watch from beginning to end. And number one thing I could say out of it, though, Harden put the team on his back. 45 points. The next closest person was Tyrese Maxey with 26. Harden carried the game. And, like, so Harden actually uh, tied his career high um, in points, um, his point total. Damn, I didn't know that. Which is crazy. Um, But, like, it was – he carried definitely on the scoring front, but everyone was doing their job. Maxey, yeah, like 26 points. He actually had some really nice drives up. Of the lane, Harris hit, the, hit his uh, shots when he needed to, yep. um, and and uh, 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 Paul Reed, it's, he's, he's oh, I love it. This man had to hit uh, four clutch free throws towards the end of the game, and he did. And he's yeah. he's been playing very good basketball recently. Um, Tatum still scares the living shit out of me. He put up yeah. thirty nine points. He he's he's pretty much if not there, a superstar. And he's going to be someone that, which we already have, but still going to be someone that we're dealing with for a while. But mm-hmm. they have they have a really good squad. So for, for us to come in there with Adam Bede to put up such a gutsy performance. At their home, too. That home field advantage, losing on the first night, that's rough. That's really rough. That's an emo- like They now know they have to come fight back because if not, they're going to Philadelphia 2 and, uh, or 0-2. And then they have to deal with uh, the Wells Fargo Stadium. That ain't gonna go well. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing is that we uh, it, minimum coming back into Philly is gonna be a, a one-one yes. like series, which is huge. Um, I actually made some bets on this, Bill. Did you? So I made some bets on this. None of them hit. Uh, I, I had three. I'm shocked. So my original thought process, and I said this to a few people during the game, is that I think that the Sixers, the only way they're going to win is if Harden like puts up ab- absurd numbers. And one of the um, one of the bets that was kind of like very hot was Harden to get a triple double and then Sixers money line. Uh-huh. That was plus fourteen hundred. I said screw it. I'll throw some money on there, and it almost worked out. Almost, yeah. The only problem is I was correct with a good portion of it, except Harden, for like the past like five years at this point, has is not a rebounder at all. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he had any really. He had he had one, and I was so excited, but it was one that literally just bounced to him. But mm-hmm. he uh yeah he popped off, but even his assists like he still has six assists, the most on uh the Sixers roster. I had another one um, where it was James Harden points over. Uh, Jason Tatum points over. Uh, James Harden needed to get over 20 and a half. Jason Tatum needed to get over 26 and a half. And I had Tobias Harris under 14 and a half. Ooh, and he had 18. Yeah, but I'm happy I was wrong on that because he definitely hit a few that definitely need. He had a, he had a nice drive. Yeah. Well, I won't, don't even want to say nice, but he pretty much did ring around the rosy. Where he drove up, saw he didn't have the shot, tried to look out to bounce it out, couldn't find that, did a full 180, and then drove back up for a free lane. 
And I was like, it was it was that one, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this on social media, where um, that's where I lost my bet. But those were a few ones. It was definitely I. The thought process was was there, but it just, of course, hardened. Like he was he was just draining fucking threes, draining shots. He wasn't going to get any rebounds. That's not who he is nowadays. So, yeah. so you know what I also want to bring up too, because you brought up triple double. Yes. There's always something a little less though called the double double. Yes. And guess who got one of those for us? Who got that? Paul Reed. Paul. Thirteen Reed. rebounds and ten points. That is a double double. I love it. He actually he's been such a uh, a charismatic person on this team yeah. and and being very uh, accountable because mm-hmm. there was a uh, there was a video um, going throughout like Twitter just like. He was yelling at uh, uh, P.J. Tucker, sorry. P.J. Tucker was, was yelling at Paul Reed um, because I, there, I guess there was something that Paul Reed did where he wasn't driving or, or he, he didn't make a certain play, and yeah. P.J. Tucker was just calling him out on it. And everyone was like, that's like exactly what you need on a championship team, yeah. and that's what ma- makes this team feel different. And it immediately went to Ben Simmons would be crying to his agent after this <laughs> game if that man did it to him. So yes, he would. Yes. I'm happy to see accountability and um, – Another fun fun fact about this game. Nice pass, Brogdon. <laughs> uh, the uh, NBC uh, Philly Sports after uh, the game, it was they was putting up six um, Maxi's stats, and uh, right at the bottom, they were just calling a guy out who uh, pretty much gave the game away. Yeah, he blew the game. Pretty, I like, hate to say it, he he totally choked it. Like obviously, that pass was not the there's move. there's a lot of reasons why you lose a game like this, but like that literally just like yeah. that that teed up Harden to seal it. That, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I couldn't believe that yep. Maxi just got a free pass. I but know, that was... Um, Steal the I century. Happen, I was like, oh, that's the end. That's the Steel end of us. Steal of the century. But uh, I'm excited for um, uh, their next game because that's the one where uh, Harden actually gets uh, his MVP, I believe. I so, it yeah. Could be, yeah, Harden or Embiid? Uh, Embiid, sorry. Embiid. So um, that, that'll speaking be... of which, Embiid should be playing again, though. He should be. There's optimism. That's I don't think he's fully confer- confirmed, if but not, let him come back into Philly. Based on everything we saw, it looks like he has a good chance. Um, yeah. And that game is going to be be uh, Wednesday, May third, May third at eight p.m. Yep. And as of right now, you also have tonight, seven thirty at Eastern Standard Time, the Heat versus the Knicks. Uh, Miami is currently leading one to zero um, in the co- in that part of the conference semifinals. We're rooting for the Knicks to win because we got a friend that roots for the Knicks, so we want them to we want to play them for the conference finals, so we can make fun of them when they lose. Yeah. Um, also, other, also Frank the Tank is is now a Knicks fan, and I I love it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them as like, consistently. But uh, I, I I'm all, always gonna root for Butler. Yep. So if he has a good game, I'll be happy. Otherwise, you got the Nuggets and the Suns playing right now, and they are gonna be playing on May fifth. At 10 Eastern Standard Time, Denver's leading currently 2-0 in this series. And then down to the bottom, which didn't even start yet, uh, May 2nd at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So that's tonight. You got the Warriors and the Lakers for a series tied because obviously no game has happened yet. One, so game one. one final run between Steph Curry and LeBron James. Yeah, see what happens. That'll be huge. That's going to be amazing. That So there was uh, – you know how people like do on, on Twitter. They have like a um, – they have like a dog like hitting balls into a net or like yeah. they do all that kind of stuff. So they had a, they had to go down the wire, but the Warriors pull it off on uh, Game Seven. So that that'll be an interesting series to to, to watch. I'm How many games do you one. think it's going to take for the Sixers to win? Ob- objectively or or uh, Philly speak. Philly speak. Sixers and five. Sixers and five. Objectively, probably seven. I was going to say, I want seven. Because I'm actually looking to buy tickets for Game Seven alone. Because if I d- it doesn't happen, I can then just at least you know get a refund for it. Yeah. And then if it does happen on Game Seven, you know I'm going to be at the, one of the most lit games that there is. Oh, that'd be so fun. So while we're here, I'll be looking up ticket prices on Ticketmaster, where I'm going to hate myself. There you go. But uh, of course, there can't be more more than two happy things happening. With no, Philly. Philadelphia sports. You're only allowed to have one, and the Flyers isn't around anymore because their season is over. And if you do have more than one, then like wow, you re- you're tomorrow's going to be a terrible day for you. Yes, it is. Um, but the Phillies played that night at 10 a.m. because they played uh, the Dodgers. I don't, uh, Not 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Um, it, I, even I was a little bit tired, and I didn't watch this game, but thank God I didn't because, Jesus Christ, they got smacked 13-4. to 4. Now we're back at 500. Holy shit. Ooh. Um, 
Walker didn't pitch that great at all. He uh, he pitched 3.1 innings, uh, eight earned runs, which is disgustingly bad. Um, he did have six Ks, but that once you see like that eight earned runs, that just kind of tells you the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Um, boss, uh, Bryce Estat, he's uh he's got another sh- hitting streak going on, so that's that's good to hear about ask, that. Did that streak end, and then he picked it back up. He it, pretty much exactly that. Um, he's he's still doing a hitting streak. Okay. Um, it was it wasn't that really good for anyone. Like even though yeah they scored four runs, uh, yeah. Schwarber hit a home run. Um, realistically, the only people that did anything were Stott, Castellanos. Marsh is still pretty hot. Uh, he went two for four. That's really good to see. But all in all, the pitching kind of let them down because outside of Walker, it, it just was It did not look good. We used, I believe, five pitchers outside of him. And if anyone, just, just so you understand, in baseball, you really don't want to use your bullpen that much because outside of starting pitchers, which outside like after their start, they normally get three to four days of rest. Your relievers are, are going all the time. So it's you really want to save some arms, and it this game was not, not good at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But but I will say, though, Cody Clemens, good old uh, Roger Clemenson's uh, son, who is a, he was a Hall of Famer, he actually pitched <laughs> last night because obviously they didn't want to go too far into the – into the bullpen, he got a strikeout. Did he really? So he's one strikeout closer to his his father's record. That's actually <laughs> so that was that was that was cool to see. But um, yeah, so they they actually played today, and Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, he's back. Oh, thank the God. bad man's back. The is best. He just hitting, or is he actually? Feeling he's it? he's just DHing right now. Okay. So he's clear to do that. They said that he can slide on that elbow. Nothing will nothing will necessarily go wrong, outside like obviously freak accidents, but. Um, he's back, and I'm excited. I'm so excited. Uh, he's 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 such a fun hitter to watch, and especially in for a team that's been struggling with their um, what I would say their core hitters um, and Trey Turner, uh, Schwarber, who even though yeah he hits home runs, he's only hitting 200, um, and the rest of the team's kind of been like Marsh, Baum, Stott, uh, Castellanos is on a revenge tour. You add that. Uh, Bryce Harper to this lineup, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. So he actually was eyeing this one uh, for his return, like this exact oh, okay. series, because he was like he figured five months left of baseball. That's that's a good amount of time to get used to uh, everything, and get you guys in position for uh, playoffs. So that's kind of what happened in uh, in Philly sports. Um, there was a lot of stuff that happened in the draft um, for the Eagles. They pretty much were the only team that got an A plus. On the draft, which is insane. Because we do our homework. We do. We do. We, we literally, every single pick we made is, uh, I'm so happy about. We actually got DeAndre Swift, who is a stud running back from Detroit for, it was a seventh, seventh rounder of this draft and then a fourth rounder of next draft, which is bare bones nothing. So I'm very excited about that. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. Uh, how how are we looking on uh f- tickets for the uh, the the game? So this just is the, game three. This is only, so I had to look that up. Game seven goes to Boston. Oh damn it! So game six is the last ticket that you can get. So hang on, just applying some Ticketmaster filters to hate myself. All right, I'm changing. I'm changing my answer. Uh, Sixers and six. There you go. Sixers and six. That's what we want. That's what. Um, three hundred and fifty dollars for nosebleed. Three fifty. So, um, what is it? Uh, half court. That's not too bad. No, actually, not really. I mean, if they're if they're up, I'll I'll I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah. But I see assembly room is uh two thirteen. Actually, there's actually, a few assembly two- rooms cheaper. Assembly rooms one eighty five, but that's the standing room in the Wells Fargo Stadium. I'll stand. I think we all will. acting like I won't be standing drinking anyway. I mean, there's bars there anyway. We just exactly. Um. Yeah. So that's. That's what we got for Philly sports. Um, no, no, we're not done yet with Philly sports. We have our other favorite oh, team that we're watching. Oh wait, the Union. Good, good old Blob. Oh yeah, them too. Let me look. Let me look them up. Make sure everything's going well with them. The professional. Oh, I have the wrong one. What is it? USFL. I got you. Yeah. I'll, I, the Blob and I are on very good terms right yes. now. So I'll. I think the Generals lost too. So we don't care about Jersey. So yeah. So I'll, I'll bring up the standings actually. Um, so in the north, the uh, the generals are are two and one, but the Philadelphia Stars are one and two. Damn it, they uh, they're they're not 
Their defense is looking very lackluster. Yeah. Um, considerably, though, like looking at the rest, like the South, they're sitting at a lot of – they're sitting at at least 100 points for on two teams, and uh, uh, yeah. two teams have point, uh, 100 for points against. So it's looking like, honestly, a very low scoring for the North where the, the Philadelphia Stars are. But mm-hmm. we need them to, to pick it up because, like, Blob ain't happy about that. No. They won their they won their first game, twenty seven to twenty three, um, and then lost twenty four to ten, uh, lost twenty one to thirteen. So, you know mm-hmm. what? Need, need y'all to pick it up. And there's a game this Saturday, May six, right after Cinco de Mayo, against the Houston Gamblers, two Woo. one and two teams. So that'll be good. Let's see how they do on that. Meanwhile, Philadelphia Union is currently in the C O N C A C A F. Not, I don't know what it stands for. Champions League, and they're currently in the semifinal against LAFC. There's different things going. There's different events that go on during your regular league. Mm-hmm. So they're in the semis right now, and they're play. It's currently one to one against LAFC, and they are playing tonight at ten o'clock. So I probably will be asleep by then. But we're gonna root for them anyway. The what is con? I'm looking that up. Confederation of North Central America and Caribbean Association Football. Ah. Makes sense. Yeah, I dig it. All right, cool. Because uh, in Europe, it's UEFA. Um, South America is – yeah, we're, we're not going to get into that. That's, that's a lot of letters. We'll get into it eventually. My brain hurts. Anyway, moving on. Um, anything else when it regarding Philadelphia sports? Uh, that we love them. We 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 put too much heart and care into them, and yep. that one day they will kill us. Probably. Anyway, besides that, we'll go back from what's going to kill us in the future. We're going to take a blast to the past. Today in sports history, I didn't look through most of this. <clears throat> Ross Barnes in eighteen seventy six hits the. The first home run in the National League. Oh, actually, that reminded me of something. Today was the very first day ever a, a baseball game was played, like a national, like yeah. uh, official baseball game. And can you guess where it was at? Fenway. Hoboken, New Jersey. Damn it. That was close. But, uh, yeah, so he, uh, for very first game ever, and that guy has a very first home run. And in 1920, we also had the first game for, of the National Negro Baseball League played in Indianapolis. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yep. I know the uh, MLB, the show 2023, actually did a whole thing where uh, for the Negro Leagues, um, kind of like talking about it and revering some of those amazing players. So yep. that's really cool. Um, speaking of more baseball, uh, in 1923, MLB Washington Senator Walter Johnson pitches its 100th shutout, beating the Yankees 3-0. to There's a lot of Kentucky Derby going on today, and I think that actually gets rid of most of the sports history. There's not much else going on other besides the Kentucky Derby, which moved over to May 20th, which I will be betting on when it gets closer to that day. Did it get moved over? No. Because I had, yeah, no, there's, 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 there's stuff. Well. There's stuff happening uh, this, this weekend, May 5th and May 6th. Well. Where did you, where, who is lying to you? A lot of people. You, sh- you should write them an, an angry letter. I should. Let's see what the horses are. Uh, I can tell you right now. I want to know the odds. So we got num- program one, or we pretty much all of them. So we got the uh, the lowest odds. Let's see, is three to one Forte number boo, fifteen. Boo. No, we don't want any of them. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Hit Show. He's thirty to one. You want thirty to one? You want you want to basically go big or go home here? But don't you forget, last year there was a ninety to one horse that won it all. There was, but all I can think I need to I need to pull this up because it was a 2019 Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who won that because I actually bet that um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find his name, but uh, here it is. So maximum security. I bet on maximum security to win. Actually, the the system bet maximum security. to to, for me to win, I bet on a horse that was going to lose regardless. Okay, but I guess I, I accidentally pressed the wrong button and it gave me maximum security. Maximum security was winning the whole time and ended up winning, and I'm freaking out. I'm right. freaking out. Uh, I'm in Florida at this point where it's like an open like floor casino. A lot of people are, are watching the derby, 
And uh, there's there's the pause before they say like who won, and I'm like, what's happening here? And the reason is they were reviewing it. Yep. He was disqualified from winning for dangerously impeding the path of others because the horse that he impeded is the person who was in second place and he beat. And realistically, you look at the tape. Yeah. He he like it wasn't the the jockey's fault, but the, the horse, horse was yeah. like Nyong. And I was so upset I that know. I have not bet on Derby yet. You haven't, we haven't bet on Derby in a while, actually. And this, this, might, be, this might be the one because uh, I like Hit Show. That's yeah, I'm going with King, uh, King Russell. King Russell. Where's King Russell? All the way at the bottom, number All 23. All the way. Oh, 50 for one. Oh, I got to go big or go home. My whole thing is you make these are the times where you put a little bit of money on wacky bets. Yeah. And all hell breaks loose. You do a $1 exact bet of 50 to 1 and 50 to 1. Uh, horses and they somehow pop out. You are winning a couple grand. Hmm. I'm curious, Bill. What? Do you want to kind of go into to a little bit more of horse racing? Kind of talk talk bets. I still haven't. What's it called? Un. I froze my account and I have not unfroze it yet. Um. I could. I got no complaints. You can still look up odds on the website. So. I just I just want to explain a little bit of like you know the, oh. the betting. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can do that easily. Yeah. So. You want me to do it right now? Yeah. Hang on. Just a quick one because we do <laughs> – if you don't – he's, he's like, stretching, getting ready. Right. So here we go. So when it comes to horse betting, there's a couple of different easy bets, and then there's a couple complicated bets that you can do, go from there. First are your win, place, and show. Win, very simple. Win is basically you're betting who's winning on – who wins. Those odds that you see there on, like, the – like, if you're looking at a website for – the Kentucky Derby, if you're on 4TVG, which is another website that you can look at uh, where you can bet on the Kentucky Derby, they all will have odds, and those odds are for the win, making that very clear. So if you see for Hit Show, 30 to 1, you put a dollar down, you win $1 for, you win $30 for every dollar that you bet. Yep. You will also see a few other ones, too, where it says 5 to 2, 9 to 2, 7 to 9, etc. It's what basically... Whatever the dollar amount is on the right side is how many you will get on the from the left side. So if it's three to two, for every two dollars you bet, you win three dollars. Now, sorry, I jumped ahead of myself. If you win, whatever it's face value with the odds. Um, I will so say that with the odds, they they are ever changing. It's not like are, it's not like a normal bet where if you get like a good money line, say yep. plus two fifty, and then the it drops odds down. Odds will ever forever change yeah. until. They uh, close the betting for that race. And you may have 30 to 1 odds now, like for a hit show, and it may by the end of it be only 1 to 1. It can happen. After that, there is something known as the place bet, which means your horse can either come in first or second. Or after that, then you have the show bet, which means it comes in first, second, or third. Now, just a note with the place and the show bets, because you have more of an option to win, the payout is less. How much, I do not exactly know because I don't know the formula. But those are your big three. So if you know, if you have uh, faith in one of your horses to win, like King Russell for 50 to 1, go for it. Beyond that, you also now have what I would call more fancy bets. I forget the exact word. These are more complicated bets that require you to have multiple things happen at once. We're going to go through the exacta, trifecta, superfecta, and I don't think this place does the super high five, so we're going to move on from that. Exacta is pretty straightforward. You are guessing who comes in first and who comes in second. Trifecta, same thing, first, second, and third. Uh, superfecta is first, second, third, and fourth. And I can actually confirm that it is possible because AJ was here with me when we went to Parks Casino a couple of years ago. And I did hit a superfecta and won two hundred and forty dollars, and watched me freeze up. I that was horse baffled because in the beginning I fucked up, and I admit that. Because just a note, when it comes to these three, those tri exacta, superfecta, trifecta, those bets, you have to pay depending how you all. Um, you have to pay if you're doing multiple combinations. If you're doing a straight bet, like you're bet guessing. Horse one and two are going to come first and second. That's fine. You can also do something known as a box, which means any combination will happen. So one and two can come in first and second, two and one. If it's a trifecta, one, two, and three. It could be three, two, one, two, one, three, etc. The more combinations, the more money you have to spend. 
But getting back to the Superfecta, I was originally planning on only doing a, I think it was a 50 cent Superfecta, meaning there's 24 combinations. I was only supposed to spend $12. I done goofed, wasn't paying attention, and I did a $1 Superfecta. So that's $24 on one bet. And I was already like, well, fuck, I'm out of money. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> and when it, what I did, like I said, it was a box, which means any of the four order. It doesn't matter which way, except for in payout terms. But as long as those four showed up, I win. Yeah. And the race goes off. And your horse, actually, I remember, was in front than one that you were betting on because we yeah. had different horses. Yeah. And my three were in the top five, except for, I forget what number it was. Uh, the last horse that I needed, I'm going to call him number six because I can't remember. It was in dead last. And I'm like, fuck. Watching it go around and it's going faster. It's getting faster. And I'm watching him, though, slowly coming from the back, creeping in. Meanwhile, your horse fell out. My oh, top you. three are there. So I'm like, all good. At least those three are there. But I'm like, shit, this last number six screwed me over. Sure as shit, as they're coming down the final stretch with a couple furloughs, which is a type of measurement I still don't know. I'm watching six just slowly creep up, beats the fourth place out to where I hit the Superfecta, and I won about $240. It's not a lot to some people, but to me, as a young gambler, that got me hooked, and then I kept gambling for a very long time. <laughs> but let me continue. Um, beyond, So if you want to get a good payout, Exact, trifecta, and superfectas are the way to go. It is expensive. Um, I don't recommend, obviously, doing a dollar superfecta uh, box because that's $24, uh, $24 right there. Other bets beyond that that are available during horse races, like the Kentucky Derby, because just a note, Kentucky Derby is not just one race. There's a bunch of races going on that day for different classes of horses that win. So you can do what is known as a daily double where you're betting on race number one and whatever horse and race number two and that horse. So race one, you're betting on two fills to win. And then race number two, you have hit show to win. You can't do place or show with that. It's just win. But if you do a daily double and you got both horses at win, good amount of money. That turns into then a pick three, pick four, Pick five and even a pick six if you're going crazy. If you hit a pick six, God help you because you're going to be fucking rich. Um, lastly, when it comes to any other bets that I would recommend, if you're going to be doing this for the first time, there is a plethora, that was the word I was looking for, of knowledge that goes with horse racing. Statistically, it's about like 30% horses win. Like, um, like compared to each other, they will give you a bunch of information about how the horse's training went, how many races they won, what's their speed, all of that shit. Um, but it's not, you know, always going to be accurate, and it's also very hard to read. Honestly, if you're going to just have, throw a couple dollars in and have fun, do some wins, do some places, do some show bets, I would stick with an exacta. If you want to feel saucy, and if you're going to do a trifecta, do a trifecta box, 50 cents, because that means you only have to spend $3 on one bet. Um, and I think that will be your best bet. You can have fun with it while watching the races, scream out the horse's name while they're running around. You'll have a good time. And also, like like Bill said, there's a lot to it. So if you're intrigued with it, just go to KentuckyDerby.com. They have they have a whole bunch of stuff. Or ask Bill and uh, or reach out to us at Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. Or our Twitter handle at AB Sports Media. Because I do love horse racing and I do like talking about it, but none of my friends do. So I want to talk to somebody about it. For TVG, help me out here. Crickets. <laughs> so yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun little weekend thing. Um, I know we have a bunch of friends going up to uh, New York that definitely won't be Represent. able to watch it. Um, oh, I won't be. Oh, fuck. I might as well. All right, I'm going to put some money aside for it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll have Wi-Fi. Oh, I'll have Wi-Fi. Yeah, so you'll be I fine. also need to get bets from my dad. I got to ask him because last last year he said he wanted to bet on a 90-to-1 horse and then forgot to text me. 
<laughs> I was pissed. Uh, unfortunate. I'm now looking up. But my go-to. Uh, hit show. Hit show or. I gotta I gotta go with uh I'm looking for a, a decent one. Here's what I'm believing. Hit show and King Russell will do an exacta and uh, don't won't tell me the payout though. That's a shame. Yeah, they only they only show you the payouts when you hit a win. That's like that's what I said though. I, the reason why that happens too, I should actually have brought this up. Your bets will basically be paid out to that face value if it's a win. But when you do the other crazy bets, place, show, all that. There is a pool of money that you actually could see as it goes up because you can see how many people bet on the show. And if your horse wins that show bet, you get paid from that pool. But, again, I don't know how much that is. Yeah, that that's where it gets a little, little funky. Yeah, when it, I don't know how that works. But that's when, like, you see if somebody were last year with the guy winning 90-1, to that horse. If you had a uh, an exacta with that horse, since not many people had that, those millions of dollars that are there in those pools get paid out to you. So you're winning. If you put down a dollar, you probably I think you won like ten to fifteen grand. That's crazy per dollar. It was a shitload. That's crazy. Yeah. So definitely gonna keep it in mind. Honest to God, if I had a couple more minutes, which I think I do, so I don't really care. Um, I would say it like this. I'm going to go... Oops, shit. I just went to a wrong page. I'm going to do King Ramsey's. I'm going to have him to win. I am also going to do... Um, or, sorry, Ramsey's. Wrong horse. King Russell to win. But I'm also going to do one uh, in exacta... No, trifecta. I want to do a trifecta box of 14, 15, and number um, 8. So that's number 8 for 15 to 1, uh, which is known as Mage, which I love. Angel uh, Vampire is eight to one. Fort is three to one. Those three together, I know it's a lower payout, but it's more likely to happen. True. I do just want to say we we Update. yeah we talked about it earlier, but it is it is official. Joel Embiid is the most valuable player in the NBA of twenty twenty three. First Sixer since Allen Iverson to uh, twenty twenty two years twenty two years ago uh, to get an MVP. So. Very well deserved. Yeah. Very well deserved. Very well deserved. Very proud of Joel. Otherwise, skipping on horses, uh, that's really all I have left. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with some Formula One real quick because there was some chaos that happened at the Azerbaijan uh, Grand Prix. That was um, on Sunday at 7 in the morning. So if you woke up to have a mimosa and watch cars go really fast, good for you. Um, The race itself was pretty dull for the most part. Sergio Perez won um, and took first place. Verstappen got P2. Charles Leclerc actually got P3, so good for him. Fernando Alonso sadly got P4. Was rooting for him to get P1. Didn't happen. Signs in fifth, and then the rest I really don't care about. Um, Stroll still don't care about. Lando Norris got McLaren some points. Yuki Tsunoda even got some points. Good for him. Otherwise, the Haas sucked, and we don't want to talk about him. (laughs) Anyway. Regarding what happened during that race, we're going to go back to uh, Esteban Akon, who, while this race was finishing up, there were still cars going back into pit lane. If Once the race is over, um, basically cars go back into the pit lane and park their car there. If you win, then you put your car up where the podium is. What happened was they started to close the pit lane early, which had a bunch of reporters on the track while Esteban Ocon was flying in to, you know, pull in his car and call it a day. So people almost died. Yes, almost they did. got ran over. It would have been a mess. I mean, the FIA is already under hot water for this shit as it is. They got to do better because the FIA is really having some issues. Um, regarding the points for this year, I'm pretty sure that Verstappen is still holding the lead for the Drivers' Championship and Red Bull is still, you know, driving. So far away. So let's just see the driver standings. Yep, Verstappen has 93 points from the total races so far and 87 points for Sergio Perez. Now, keep this in mind. If he were to win, um, actually, it'd be pretty close. What is 93 plus 18? 
Uh, that Nine is three plus eighteen. That's one hundred and one, right? Or, yeah. Yep, one hundred and one. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred and one. Okay. And then what's twenty five? No plus wait, one one eleven. One eleven. Yeah. And then what is twenty five plus eighty seven? Twenty five plus eighty seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one twelve. Here's the reason why I bring that up. Currently, first place uh, gives you twenty five points towards your drivers championship. Second place gives you eighteen. Oh. Sergio or Max Verstappen has 93 points. Sergio Perez has 87. Um, if Verstappen gets second next round and Perez gets first, per, uh, Sergio Perez takes over Max Verstappen in the lead for the Drivers' Championship. Ooh. Will Red Bull let that happen? Absolutely fucking not. No. However, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Do I want to see this happen? Absolutely. Do I want to see Sergio win the drivers' uh, championship? Absolutely. I have nothing against Max. I have nothing against Sergio. I think it would be lit though to see this man who brought his career back from hell, almost getting kicked off and calling it a career, to now taking the championship himself. So we'll see what happens. Otherwise, the next race is actually in Miami on May seventh this weekend. At 3.30 p.m. So we get to watch this one at a normal time. Woo! So this one's going to be at my uh, at the Miami uh, International Autodrome. It's where all the bougie-ass people go and show up with the fake boats there. Yeah, where is that? Um, Miami. Yeah, I know. But I like, think it's near the airport. Yeah, because I, I, I... Little fun fact, I lived on uh, North Miami Beach for a little bit. So yeah. and, and what you notice is that... A lot of Miami's like sports events. Yeah, it's not even. It's it's close to the Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale in Hollywood. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Most of Miami stuff, obviously, because of just like the geography, it's spread everywhere. So I believe that the actual um, the Heat, I believe, actually play like pretty much in downtown they Miami. They do, yes. But when it comes to like the Marlins and everything, they they play like at, up at, higher. Yeah, yeah like 30, that makes 40 sense. Especially away. well, especially for a racetrack like this, you need space. Yeah, exactly. Um, but keep in mind, this is actually the first race um, that oh. will be in the United States for this season. Nice. You still have the U.S. Uh, Grand Prix, which is in Texas. And then finally, as you have at the end of this year, you have the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Um, the second to last race, which is going to be in November. Tried getting tickets to that, and that shit's even more expensive. <laughs> I'm talking a couple bands, a couple grand. It ain't worth it. I want to go to an F1 event. I think it would be fun, but I've, from what I understood from people that went, you're not really there to watch the race because the races, you just you see them go in circles, but it's not as fun as you think it is. So, yeah. good to know. Otherwise, we're going to get into some mixed martial arts and boxing, uh, specifically, though, bare-knuckle boxing. Oh. Um, the event that happened um, this weekend was Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. That actually turned out to be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> Mike Perry actually won the fight against Luke Rockhold after Luke did not want to continue fighting. He got his, um, Mike Perry hit him good in the mouth to where he chipped a tooth. Oh. And then pretty boy Luke's face, you know, that was it. That he didn't want to continue fighting and he knew when to cut his losses. I'm not, you get in the ring as it is. You don't want to, and if you don't want to get hit anymore, get out. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying you know when it's done. Uh, there was a weird little thing with McGregor showing up out of nowhere with a belt. So there's apparently talks of him fighting for BKFC. Mm. I don't know how real that is, so I'm not too worried about it. Lastly, when it comes to news regarding uh, mixed martial arts without getting into UFC yet, Francis Ngannou, um, there have been talks left and right with one FC, whether or not he was going to sign with them, and then eventually, you know, hopefully – continue his mixed martial arts career being the most dangerous fucking heavyweight in the world. That fell through. We don't know why. There is apparently rumors of him joining the PFL and hopefully taking over there. I wish him the best, but he is getting older and time's running out for him, so he needs to make a decision. Lastly, going back into last uh, weekend's fight night versus Song Yedong versus Ricky Simon. Again, uh, this was last weekend's fight night. There was a couple performances of the night. Um, just focusing on the top three, because that's where they all were. Performance in the night, Rodolfo Vieira, uh, Kayo Brojalo, and Song Yidong all received 50K for their performance of the night. Nice. Good for them. 
I'm going to just jump right into Song Yudong because that was a good five rounds of good combat. Um, first round, Song Yudong came out. It was a little timid against Ricky Simon, but nothing too crazy. Second round is when he really started to put on the heat. There was a lot of good exchanges back and forth, but Song Yudong had the striking down. Was dropping Ricky Simon back and forth. Honestly, he probably shouldn't have fit, fought in the fifth round, but it is what it is. If you took the money line at plus 100 at the beginning, you should have because that was a great payout. Song Yudong actually won by knockout in the fifth round at 1 minute and 10 seconds remaining. So, no, no, that was 1 minute 10 seconds. Sorry. So that was the fight night last week. This weekend, though, you got a big one. UFC 288, Aljamain Sterling versus the returning champ, Henry Cejudo. Now, this is huge in its own right because Henry Cejudo hasn't fought in three years. He was a double champ at one point. Overall, an incredible person. Very happy to see how he, he's coming back. And this card itself is going to be a banger. I'm going to run through everything as quick as I can um, regarding some quick fight um, things going on. But regarding the main card, this is the big ones. Aljamain Cejudo. You got Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. That was not originally on the card because you had uh, Benelli Darnouche versus Charles Oliveira, and that had to stop because Charles got sick. Uh, you have Jessica Andre, who I've brought up on this card, uh, in this podcast before. This Shaoyan, Shaoyan Yan. There we go. And then there was a cancellation here. Um, I have to update this because UFC hasn't updated it yet. Bryce Mitchell has backed out of the fight. He had a shoulder injury. And Mossar Evolve is going to be fighting somebody else. I don't know who it is off the top of my head. But we are going to be getting there very soon. Um, lastly on that main card, before I get to the prelim, prelim main event, is Cron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. I am still rooting for this Canadian to get back into the featherweight top Top 15, because I want to see him fucking climb up and kill it. Anyway, moving on. Um, the last one is Drew Dauber, a.k.a. Shovel Chin, versus Matt Frivola. Drew Dauber finally is ranked number 14. I want him to win so he can start fighting upwards as well. I'm going to start with him. Drew Dauber is going to take this by a long shot. Man has fuck you knockout power. Has knocked out Bobby Green. He's currently ranked... Um, 14th, like I said, in the lightweight division, which is stacked full of killers. He is currently 26 and 11, 14 wins by knockout, five by sub for nine first round finishes. Dude's an overall sweet guy. However, like I said, he kind of does look like Kevin from Ed and Nettie. Mm -hmm. Uh, he doesn't say dork all the time, but I believe he would if he was getting really into it. Um, currently on a three, maybe four, three fight win streak, uh, versus McKinney, Alves, um, and Green. So we'll see how he does. Like I said, I'm going to take him for knockout any day of the week. Odds are showing. Nah, it doesn't say, of course. Thank you, <laughs> UFC. Anyway, Matt Frivola is currently, just to bring him up, 10-3. and three. He has six first-round finishes, three wins by knockout, three by submission. So he's on a roll. Oh, I didn't know his nickname was the Steam Roller. So good for him. He's currently on a two-fight win streak, also beating McKinney as well. Oh, no, McKinney, he lost to McKinney. Don't mean that. So, we'll see how he does. Good luck to him. But, sorry, I want Drew Dauber to win. Big fan of him. Otherwise, just moving back up, Charles Jordan. I've been watching him. This man is a beast like no other. Um, there was literally one fight that he went on. I can pull up his name. And it was crazy to watch him. Um, where is he? Yep, versus Ewell. I know that's a weird name, but at the end of the third round, he basically screamed and flexed at Ewell to where you literally see him get eyes wide because he was terrified, and then <laughs> Spartan kicked into the ground. So beyond that, he was on a two-fight win streak, including beating one of my other favorite fighters, Shane Burgos, before unfortunately losing to Nathaniel Wood. Um, actually, he did. Uh, Burgos did win, didn't win that fight either, so currently he's on a two-fight losing skid. But... He's 13-6, one no contest, eight wins by knockout, four by sub, th four first-round finishes. I think this will actually be a good tune-up fight for him to come back. Um, I don't know how Cron Gracie is. He is currently 5-1 with five wins by sub, one first-round finish. 
Uh, Charles ha has subbed people before, so I think this may be a BJJ bout. Otherwise, though, I am going to go with Charles Jourdain by sub. Moving on from there, Jessica Andre, who I've brought up before, um, an absolute destroyer versus Xiao Nan Yan. Uh, Jessica Andre is actually coming off a loss recently, shocking enough to me. Uh, she lost to, oh yeah, Aaron Blanchfield via sub. So you got to be very careful if th this lady's a sub artist. Jessica is currently 24-10 and 0 in the no contest area. Nine wins by knockout, eight by sub, 11 first round finishes. If this, stands, if this is a standing fight, Jessica is going to absolutely pummel her. If it's a ground game, then I'm a little more concerned. She's currently ranked five in the flyweight and at number eight pound for pound in the women's division. So let's hope for her. Speaking of, though, we have the number six of the strawweight division. I don't know if this was a strawweight or a flyweight bout. Now, hang on. What bout is this, people? I don't know, sir. You tell us. That's uh, strawweight. Okay, moving on. All right, so strawweight. So she's currently 16-3, seven wins by knockout, seven first-round finishes. Oh, this is going to be a slugfest. Digging it. She is currently on just a one-fight win streak, beating Mackenzie Dern. Good for her. Um, I'm still going to take Jessica Andre by decision and be, have her just beating the ever-living piss out of Xiao Nan Yan. I don't know if that's going to happen. If I'm wrong, I'd like to be wrong because I'd love to see this fight. This is a women's MMA fight that I think will be good. I think it's going to be one of those ones that we'll remember. Um, number two, the co-main event, which is now five fucking rounds. That I'm hyped for, too. You got Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Uh, if you remember the name Gilbert Burns, you're damn fucking right, because I just talked about him a couple weeks ago. He was on, what's it called, April 8th of 2023, fighting Jorge Masvidal. Guess what? He fucking won. Who was shocked? Nobody. But Gilbert's currently... Now, 22 and 5, 6 wins by knockout, 9 by sub, 11 first round finishes. Gilbert is no fucking slouch. Gilbert is a menace to the welterweight division. He's currently ranked 5. I think he could be higher if Colby Covington gives up his fucking spot. But that didn't happen yet. We're waiting for it. Either way, I think Col um, Gilbert, this is going to be a very. This isn't going to be what we expect. And I'm going to get back to that in one second because I want to go over Bilal Muhammad, who is ranked number four in the welterweight division. This, I think, will be a title eliminator fight, meaning whoever wins this will fight Leon Edwards after he deals with Colby Covington because he has to fight him. Bilal Muhammad is currently 22-3, and three, five wins by knockout, one by sub. This man is a point fighter decision, not even a point fighter. He is a... Decision winner, he goes to the ground, he uses his wrestling nonstop. He is a threat on the ground. So is Gilbert. What happens when you have two wrestlers, two grapplers go against each other? The striking comes out. Nice. This man, Gilbert, or not Gilbert, I'm sorry. Bilal Muhammad's also been working with Khabib, Nurmagomedov. You know, the former champion, um, pound for pound of fucking UFC. Been working with him. But I know his wrestling is going to be good, but I know his striking is also going to be there as well. He recently just won via KO against uh, Brady. So we're hoping that it happens. I think this one's actually going to end in a knockout or a TKO. I don't, I'm going to assume if that's going to happen, I think it would be Burns. But I think Muhammad, Bilal Muhammad's on a roll. I think he should, you know, just keep doing what he's doing. He's currently on a, if I remember correctly, I think it's a shit ton streak. One, two, three, four, skip, five. It's a lot. It's on a lot. There's a gap in it because there was a fight with between him and Leon Edwards that ended in an eye poke that became a no contest. So, moving on. So, last but not least, once again, for UFC 288, we have Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling. This is UFC 288. In Newark, in New Jersey, represent. Hey. I, I wanted to get tickets, but they were too fucking expensive, and the card changed like six times, so no thanks. Um, anyway, Aljamain Sterling, the current champion, who's beat Peter Yan, who's beat TJ Dillashaw, uh, currently 22-3, and three, eight win, eight fight win streak, three wins by knockout, eight uh, wins by sub. The Funk Master is holding his own again. Um 
He's beaten Corey Sanhagen, Munoz, Stur- um, Rivera. It's overall a fantastic fighter. He's great on the ground. He is great with his hands. I think this is going to be the most challenging fight, though, against Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo is currently geez, um, 16-2, and six-fight win streak, even though there's a big gap between the last fight. Eight wins by knockout, five first-round finishes, triple C. Um, is a force to be reckoned with, though. Absolutely a true threat. He hasn't fought in three years. I want to make that clear. Last fight was on May 9th of 2020, so quite, quite literally three years ago. But he's had time to rest. He has had time to relax. Overall, he should be at probably one of his peak health to come back in and take this fight to him. I don't know if this is going to be another case where it's going to be striking. Um, two wrestlers cancel each other out and it goes into striking. If that's the case, I'm not sure. I think this is going to be a very close match. I don't know who's going to win. If Cejudo wins, it's definitely going to change up the landscape of the Bantamweight division, but not in a bad way. I think this would be good. Just as If Cejudo wins, that's a new reign of terror coming back. If Sterling wins, props to him, though. He's holding it down. He's making his dynasty. But there's been talk if uh, Cejudo, I'm sorry, uh, Aljamain wins, then he will move up from Bantamweight, I believe, to Lightweight. And then go from there for that belt. Um, and if that's the case, God help us. I may be saying the uh, weight's wrong. Hang on one second. I'm sorry, not lightweight, featherweight. So Aljamain Sterling may be taking on Volkanovski, depending if he beats the AI or Rodriguez, in the near future. So we'll see what happens. Because if Sterling wins, he goes up. Marab gets a fight against uh, Sean O'Malley. So we'll see. Beyond that, that is all I have at this time about MMA. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up that the the Phillies lineup has been has dropped. The new lineup's dropped. I'm not a fan of Stott getting kicked out by Schwarber in the leadoff position because Stott's been fantastic in that spot. I agree. Um, I get it. We did it last, last year. But Schwarber and Turner, the two coldest hitters right now, being one and two. Not yeah. It. Not it. But – Harper a third. Yeah, Harper DHing back in his his place. I I love this lineup, dude. Like Schwerber, once everyone starts like clicking, oh, it's gonna be so fun. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have for us. Uh, remember again to uh, reach out to us at billandajmedia at gmail Please do it, especially if you have horse betting questions. I will gladly answer them. And then tweet us your fun bets at AB Sports Media. We would love to talk about it and love to kind of see what everyone's betting. We would like to interact with you all. We just want the community to, to love us back. Please. It would make us all whole. And on that note, my name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And thank you for listening to AB Sports Media, the podcast. Talk to you all later. See you. Bye. Bye. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 533-42 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.